You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. You've now tuned in to the Drawing Board Podcast, a powerful, thought-provoking discussion where we talk about family, relationships, ministry, community, and career. Let's see what exciting guests we have on our show today. Welcome to the Drawing Board Podcast. This is your host and founder, Andre Ebron, the author of The Drawing Board, which is a powerful, thought-provoking testimonial that challenges the reader to examine their life and to reimagine the possibility. I also am the host of The Drawing Board Experience. It is a conference where we draw consummate professionals to inspire, motivate, and bring you to a point of transformation in your life. I also serve as the Dean of Culture and Climate for Detroit Public Schools Community District at Dawson Elementary Middle School. Tonight is an exciting night. I get a chance to bring the myth, the legend, you know, uh, the man and woman from Dawson Elementary Middle School, better known as Principal Brown and Assistant Principal Dawkins. And the crowd goes wild. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you, Mr. Thanks, Ebron. Thanks for having us, Brother Ebron. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man, listen, it is my pleasure to have you all on. I've got a chance <clears> to see uh, intimately the work that you've been committed to uh, and how much passion and joy and exuberance and even sometimes long suffering, early days, long nights that you all put in at Dawson every single day. So, first of all, let me just loop and it is. You know, it is a pleasure to serve beside you all on a daily basis. So tonight we're going to jump. Yeah, we're going to jump right into it. Uh, Principal Brown, how long, man, have you been serving in the field of education? Well, uh, I just completed my 25th year. I'm now in my 26th year in the field of education. And I'll have to say I spent uh, nearly 20 years teaching uh, second grade through fifth grade ELA. Uh, spent a few years towards the end of that 20-year span teaching computers. And I spent the last six years in administration. Okay, so you have uh, made the proverbial climb where you've seen all facets of education uh, from the teacher role to uh, the technology role. Then you serve as an assistant principal, correct? And then you now uh, hold the principalship, right? So you Absolutely. are what I like to call a player coach, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I always see myself as a teacher. You know, uh, many of the years I spent in the, uh, on the teaching side, I was a part of the DFT uh, and I served as the building rep for my uh, school, Man Elementary, for nine years. So uh, I, I worked very hard and very diligently on that side. Uh, always trying to put students first. So uh, uh, I bring that to the table as an administrator is that, you know, we always want to put students first. And uh, I try to supply my teachers with all the resources and things they need to be successful at the job and making sure we meet every need of our students. Oh, excellent. Now, Mrs. Dawkins, uh, you have been in the field of education for how long? Uh, I've been in the field for 24 years. So uh, okay. I uh, started off as a math teacher, and then I became a math coach, and then I was an instructional specialist, and I've been an assistant principal for two years. Excellent. So you also took the proverbial climb uh, <laughs> uh, through education, seeing the teacher perspective, then you went into a coaching realm. Then you became an instructional specialist, and now you are an assistant principal. What advice, right. especially since we're talking about uh, how education is changing and changing uh, amidst you know, COVID-19, but particularly, what advice would you give to, A, uh, students that are looking to go into education, and then B, teachers that are looking to climb through the ranks of getting into administration? What would you give to the student that's going into education now? That's to me, that that's right? Yeah, that's to, any, that's to, to both of you. So we'll go ladies first. Ladies first. Okay. So first to um, 
address your first question about students during this time and COVID-19. I think that we've done a good job transitioning to the virtual learning and uh, our participation has increased. Uh, we've done some things to get students uh, more prepared to be online, as well as the district will be providing them with some resources to aid in that. But students have stepped up and have been participating with their teachers, still completing their assignments, getting feedback, and uh, doing the best they can. We have our support staff supporting us and reaching out to families and doing wellness checks, making sure that everyone can is okay or have any questions that they can answer. We're trying to help them and also make them aware of what resources are still available as we still work through this difficult time. Um, for your second question, in terms of advice for people wanting to, did you say move up the ranks in this field? Yeah, move up the ranks in the field who want to engage and leave their role. Yep. Kind okay. of transition from, uh-oh, I got some feedback here. Hold on just a second. Okay, yeah. Basically how to transition from uh, being a teacher up the ranks to administration. What would be your best advice? One of the things that uh, I did, even before I knew I was going into administration, I always just stayed active within the school community and the district. Uh, I served in a lot of different roles that helped me understand a lot of things that's going on behind the scenes and maybe want to become an administrator. So I helped a lot with the curriculum. So I was a math teacher. So I worked closely with the math department at the district level. And so I became involved with that. And I was also um, able to serve on a team that helped write the curriculum for a district. And then I also uh, participated in a lot of DFT activities, um, activities for students, uh, whatever was going on, I tried to just be a part of it, mainly to assist students and help them be better, but also for myself. And so I got a better understanding of a lot of things that went on from a district level, and it helped me to understand what's needed to become an administrator. And then that's, oh, that's great. Absolutely. Mr. Brown, what about yourself? Well, I will piggyback off of what uh, Ms. Dawkins just said as far as like the motivation or the track to moving your way up the ladder, the proverbial ladder, I would say is follow your passion, um, become an asset, master something, uh, make it, make it so the school really needs what you bring to the table and, 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 and become great at that. And, and through being active and being involved in different activities and seeing how the behind the scenes, uh, activities roll, you can become, you know, more and more active and, and starts to play a bigger role, you know. And once you learn that game, uh, it's, it's just a matter of time. But when you become an asset to the building that you work in and people start to value what you bring to the table, then, you know, you, you start to move up. So be patient as well. Don't, don't, don't try and rush the process. Take your time. You know, before you know it, you'll be there, but make it more about, you know, being an asset to where you are serving. Uh, and I, I will put this as, you know, uh, advice towards people looking towards going into the field of education as well, is that the mindset should be that you should go in with the mindset of being a servant. You are here to serve. You are here to provide uh, service to the young people to help and assist and guide and motivate them on their journey through this educational process. Uh, your heart should be in it. It should be something that you want to do. It should be something that you're passionate about. Uh, it shouldn't be something that, ooh, they get the summer off. Uh, I love my summers. No, it should be something that, you know, that, that you're interested in investing in young people. And, and, and I will, I will, uh, venture to say that it's more like planting a tree than planting flowers. Sometimes it takes time for, for 
you to reap the benefit of the, the investment that you put in. And I just share with you that I just finished my 26th year. Uh, I mean, I just finished my 25th year. I'm in my 26th year now. And to see, you know, some of my former students reach out to me during Teacher Appreciation Week and to see them leaders in the fields that they are working in, that they uh, credit me with planting that seed 20 plus years ago. So sometimes it takes time for you to reap the benefit of those efforts that you put forth early in life. Yeah, I always like to look at it as delayed gratification and not instant gratification. So it's like when you're raising children. That's good, Mrs. Dawkins. That's good, Brother Brown. Uh, Looking at uh, developing a strong and healthy school community, uh, particularly looking at how we are operating virtually and how they're looking at hybrids moving forward. What has been, uh, and this is to you all, to the both of you, what has been the elements of creating a strong and healthy school community? To me, to me, I think everything, everything always falls back on relationships. When you, when you build a relationship with the, the people you work with and you understand who they are, what they bring to the table, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are, you can position them to be successful. And everyone loves having some kind of success. So I'm not going to ask you to be my three-point shooter when you're my defensive stopper. I'm going to ask you to go out there and, and, and knock those threes down. So I think one of the things that we have going well for us is that we have some great relationships within our school. We understand each other. We know how to speak to each other. We know who we could be just straightforward with and who you have to beat around the bush with, right? We knew who you have to be straight laced with and who you could. So, so everything is built on relationships and understanding how to pull the best out of each person that you have on staff. That's excellent. I know one of the things that I credit you with, uh, I said every uh, national team, whether it be the NHL, the NBA, the NFL, uh, the National Soccer League, I don't know if that's what it's called, but uh, at the end of the day, I said that you should definitely go into some type of recruiting, uh, you know, consultant, because you know how to put together a team. I mean, when I look at Dawson, I look at, uh, man, there are so many excellent professionals who are just expert at their craft and still given the space to grow and develop. Uh, One of the things that I credit both of you all, Mrs. Dawkins, uh, Assistant Principal Dawkins and Principal Brown, I credit you with is giving people the autonomy and the guidance that's necessary in order for them to flourish and to grow. I can say for a fact that Dawson is a place where the growth mindset is in operation. So if you make a misstep or you make a a mistake in the attempt to best serve the children, that's not going to be held against, but it will be uh, used as uh, the fertilizer to cultivate your growth. Right. And so Mrs. Dawkins, you were a principal, assistant principal Dawkins, you were going to say uh, what made a good, healthy school community from your vantage point. Yeah, and to um, just continue with what Mr. Brown was saying, I think that, you know, we listen to the concerns of our staff and our parents and the community, and we take those, you know, serious. And so we like to be supportive of everyone in our community. And it is very family-like. And so that's one of the things that I enjoy being a part of at the Dawson School and um I think that we're moving in a direction where uh, we are creating more leaders and um, allowing people to venture off into their own um, endeavors and what they'd like to become. So, so just, just to add a little bit more, I think that that attracts, you know, top-notch talent to Dawson as well when they see that they have an opportunity to show and do what they're capable of doing and they're not micromanaged, they, they appreciate that opportunity and, and, and they, and they roll with it. Right. So, so in, in addition to that, in addition to, you know, providing that, that, that type of environment, we try to laugh and have as much fun 
while making progress as we can. I promise you, if you come into any staff meeting, if you come into any leadership meeting, if you come into if you come into a, a parent meeting, we're gonna have a couple of laughs to break the ice, to make to put everyone at ease while we get to a solution to whatever the problem is. So I think I think laughter is one of the greatest therapeutic things you can do. I try to laugh as much as possible. Absolutely. I agree from, uh, you know, in the morning time, uh, we have our Dawson School Pledge to uh, we're singing happy birthday to the students every single day uh, to us figuring out different ways to inspire and motivate and encourage our students, uh, cracking jokes with them, uh, giving the space for them to develop and grow. I think it's essential. It is literally a home away from home, right? Creating home spaces for the children while they are at school. Uh, Here's something that I have a question for you because I've seen uh, on your Facebook and Instagram, this time of COVID-19, it didn't stop you from acknowledging the great teachers uh, lead education uh, with inside of your school building. What do you guys do for teacher appreciation? Or I should say, what did we do? So, so one of one of the things one of the things that we did for uh, teacher appreciation uh, week was we put some uh, some goodie bags together for them, and we delivered those goodie bags to their houses. And I think I think when when we showed up to the houses, it made yeah. it made teachers feel appreciated. It made because it's, it's one thing we could have mailed things out. But having that personal touch, going and knocking on their door and showing up to their their porch and and putting that extra effort in to show them that we appreciate all the blood, sweat, and tears they put into everything that they do. So <clears throat> our, our school hours is eight thirty to three forty. We don't have a eight thirty to three forty teacher that comes to us. Everyone puts in a little extra to make sure that everything is done to the best of Dawson's ability. Everyone always fills the gap. And if I can't say thank you for putting forth that kind of effort during teacher appreciation, I'm not doing my my job. I'm not creating the kind of environment that I would like to create. Again, I always... uh, identify myself as a teacher. So I try to teach, I try to treat my teachers the same way I would want to be treated and and respected by the administration I work for. Oh, I thought you were getting ready to go into the Dawson School Pledge. I would treat you. Oh, we can do the pledge. I got the pledge. (laughs) I thought you were going into that. So uh, one of the things that I love and um, is that our theme, uh, particularly for this year, but it's kind of like your guiding principle for leadership, Principal Brown, and also uh, Assistant Principal Dawkins, is that leaders lead by example. So I know that you all may not uh, toot your own horn, so I called you on here so I can toot it for you. Um, Assistant Principal Dawkins, you are currently, have b- recently been accepted into Michigan State University's doctoral program, correct? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, congratulations on that. So we're looking at yeah, the future Dr. Dawkins. That has a nice ring to it. That's has Absolutely. a nice ring to it. And then Principal Brown, uh, you have been acknowledged um, in several different articles, but I feel like that 2019, 2020, uh, some of the accolades uh, that you uh, are just due, it's kind of like overtime for it. I've seen you in capacities of mentorship where every Saturday you are having young men come down uh, to mill. I've seen you, you know, being able to, when people lack rides, you give them a chance to get home. Uh, you orchestrate and organize. Uh, you stay late for children that have been left at school. Uh, you're always willing to support in whatever fashion necessary. And so uh, James Tate, uh, Councilman James Tate, who was also our brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, uh, yes, he acknowledged, yes, sir, the work, uh, the work of Alpha that you do through Dawson as an educator. And um, 
he has a, a task uh, a task force for male involvement, and they acknowledged you in an article. So again, man, I just want to encourage everybody to go out and read that article. I'll post it in the comments below. But congratulations to you that for for that, sir. Uh, thank you very much. And again, it's, it's just you know trying to go out here and do what I do and do what we do as alpha men. You know. Uh, Yes, sir. First of all, servants of all, we shall transcend all, right? So uh, yeah. I want to be of service to our community. And <clears throat> the the be- the biggest part of that is, is that, you know, I had some people that helped fill in the gaps as I was coming up as a, as a youth in the city of Detroit. And those guys helped guide me, right? So uh, it's, a, it's a part of, like, paying it forward, right? So... Uh, now that I'm in a, in, a, in a position where I can do more for young people, it is it's my duty to be up, able to go out there and be that model for them. So I have to be the best me. I have to develop me. I have to invest in me so I can be that model for those who are coming behind me so they can see something in me that they would want to be something like. Right. And that's my charge. Yeah, that's that's. And so now um, I want to talk about some programmatic things that we have going on at Dawson that makes Dawson unique. So what are some of the partnerships and programs that's happening there uh, that we just want to go ahead and today is a, a it is a horn tooting day. Uh, I just feel like we need to highlight all of the excellent work that our teachers are doing um, and all of the excellent program and community partners that we have that make Dawson a special place to go to school. So Mrs. Dawkins, what are some of the programs that we have at Dawson that's making a difference? Well, um, starting with our sports program, we have girls and boys basketball, um, starting from third grade on up through eighth grade. We have soccer and we also have cheerleading. And then we have academic games, which is a group uh, for it's a mind game where students come together and challenge each other in different areas of math, language arts, and social studies. And then we have chess and um, robotics. Let me we ask have- Mr. Dawkins before you before you proceed. So the soccer uh, in soccer league that is a partnership with uh, Detroit Pal, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, and Detroit Powell is doing some excellent things uh, through the community. Big shout out to their CEO, Robert Jamerson, uh, who uh, helped conduct, he helped facilitate a panel uh, for our school, Blacks in Tech, where yes. we had the Blacks in Tech from Microsoft, as well as one of their community liaison, uh, Miss Sandra Ware. She brought the Blacks in Tech last year to our school, and that was a Excellent, excellent program that they facilitated. So shout out to uh, Pal, shout out to Sandra Ware, yes, to the Blacks at Microsoft for their partnership with Dawson. And then you said the uh, through uh, academic games, uh, those games are there to facilitate critical thinking skills, yes, and problem solving skills, right? Yes, it is. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And now robotics. I know uh, our robotics of our programs are facilitated by our teachers after school, right? Yes, it's facilitated by our math teachers from the fifth grade and from middle school. Oh, that's great. So they they work a full day and then they volunteer their time after work to empower our children even further. Yep, absolutely. Sounds sounds like Dawson is known for putting in the extra measure, the extra effort. Yes, yeah, they don't mind going the extra effort. it's part of what they're there to um, enjoy doing. So it's not like work to them. It's something that's just an extension of them giving to their students. Oh, that's good. That's great. And so and you have girl basketball. We have robotics. We have academic games. We have chess. Chess. Mm-hmm. Now, we know chess is a huge game for critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, as they would say, life is a game uh, it's chess, not checkers, right? Right. And Mr. Brown, I know we talk so much uh, trash to uh, the young men. We back it up as well, Absolutely. but we challenge them to to play uh, games of chess. And for Absolutely. me to see 
uh, young men, uh, for instance, who would desire in their off time to come play a game of chess with us than rather go shoot a game of basketball. That says a lot. In, in addition to, to playing, you know, after school or, you know, uh, during practice, uh, several of them, you know, we play on the app, on the phone. So uh, so uh, we have opportunity to play, you know, during the weekends and whatnot. And, and many students take us up on those opportunities. So, that, so uh, if I could, if I could speak to a couple of programs that, that, that really, that really, you know, are some of the pride and joy of Dawson to me. And at the top of that list is the career spotlight program that we have where we bring in young professionals, uh, African-American professionals to speak to our students about their journey to become successful at what they do for a living. And when you speak of Ms. Ware or you speak of David Woods or you speak of Carl, uh, the Invisible Man, or you speak of, it's, it's so many talented Detroiters who have come through and and and, uh, and shared their their testimony with our students and 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 share with them and open themselves up to 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 advise and to help guide them in their journey to become successful entrepreneurs, uh, doctors, lawyers, uh, accountants, uh, DJs, uh, sports. Uh, agents and whatnot uh, is, is, is unbelievable. And that's one of the things that I think that that's very important to uh, being an educator is sharing with our students how education fits into their life plan. So, so you have a desire to do something with your life. Uh, here, let me show you the roadmap of how education plays its role into getting you where you're trying to go in life. So, with that plan and with some assistance and with some support and some encouragement, anything you want to do in your life is a possibility. And, and we have example after example come in and share their story about how they made their dream a reality. So in addition to that, uh, we spoke, to, spoke about our mentorship for the men, the young men in uh, YB Me, Young Black Men Excelling. But we also have GLAMS as well for the young ladies. And um, Glams is ran by uh, some 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 local uh, young ladies who uh, a good deal of them are AKAs who come in and they share their time with our students and they teach them how to be young ladies. They have teas and they have you know uh, etiquette classes. They have uh, dinner and they teach them how to conduct themselves as young ladies. And I'm very appreciative of them doing so. Uh, and we also have two other uh, partnerships that I'm uh, very happy with. And um, our partnership with U of M, uh, we, we typically take our students on, on a tour of the College of en Engineering on a year-to-year -year basis. And also Eastern Michigan University, uh, in which we've been... Uh, uh, receiving a lot of support related to our middle school class. As a matter of fact, they just recently uh, helped us out with some resources to help us during this uh, distance learning uh, situation where many of our students lacked, you know, the technology to be able to access the, uh, the distant learning platform and Eastern provided us with those uh, tools to be able to do so. So uh, in addition, I can't go without saying uh, uh, the brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporate make their presence felt on a, on a daily basis at, at Dawson and, mm -hmm. and, and with the programming they put on at Dawson as well. Uh, our MLK uh, Day On, Not a Day Off uh, series has been, you know, just going off the, off the tracks, man, uh, to be able to uh, go down and, and have our students perform at the Charles H. Wright Museum and, and, and be able to speak in front of audiences of three and 400 people and, and, to, and to have people so impressed with how our students conduct themselves does me uh, proud as the principal of that building. 
And Mr. And Brown. Can't leave out the AKAs, you know, they make their presence felt with uh, Dawson's uh, students and staff as well. And also Pi Funeral Home, do you want to speak on them? No, you, you can go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So and and one of our other partnerships is with Pi Funeral Home. They have uh, stepped in and they come in and they come once a week on Wednesdays and they read to our students and uh, work with students in grades kindergarten all the way up through eighth grade. They also have a lunch buddy program where they come in and provide lunch for the students and they just have a talk and sit there and get to know each other and offer any advice or support that they can to the students. And they have also stepped up to support us with our end of the year recognition for our students in terms of our top students. Uh, because of COVID, we weren't able to go through with our plans, but uh, they were there to support us. We were doing trips to Cedar Point. Was it Michigan Great Michigan Adventure? Adventure. Yes. Michigan Adventures in Legoland. Legoland. So yeah. they were providing all of the uh, resources for us to get there, obtain admission, and to get back. And so we are appreciative, and hopefully when this is all over, that offer will still be on the table. Absolutely. And so so that that is, again, in um, relation to having a relationship with, with our fraternity, of Alpha Pi Alpha, with Brother um, Ozzy Pi uh, being the, the, the owner of Pi Funeral Home, and uh, Brother Lloyd Banks, uh, being a mediator to put this program together. That's excellent. And w- one of the things that uh, I'm seeing is a common thing that's starting to reurge is that the school that we knew as the community school is starting to draw back the stakeholders within the community. People are starting to see the necessity of sowing into the lives of young people uh, in a more direct and intentional way. And the communities are starting to support, again, the school that's within their local community. Uh, Because as you know, Dawson is a community school, so most of the uh, students are within a two to three mile radius of our school. Some of them come from far because they hear about the excellence. They hear about the excellence of Dawson. And when they're enrolling, say, now, where do you live? Uh, I live on, on uh, 94 and Mac. What? No, but <laughs> I'm joking. No, I'm not joking. But uh, they travel all the way to Dawson uh, because they hear about the extra effort. Now, here's, what, here's a question that I have for you all, particularly looking at how we serve uh, students that live in Detroit and how it's not always an equitable experience for students that are in minoritized communities. Um, How important, because I think that we are, some people are starting to recognize more amidst this pandemic than they have ever recognized how important teachers are to our society, how valued they are, should be in this society, how much of a necessity the teachers are in the society. So what are the equitable measures uh, that you see happening now for our students amidst this pandemic? Or what are the glaring inequalities that you see that you want to give voice to? You, you want to go first, Ms. Dawkins? No, go ahead. So um, <clears throat> I think one of the, one of the, the glaring uh, things that come to mind is that the lack of technology that our students have access to. And um, so, so one of the things is, is that with that lack of technology and with the lack of uh, resources that others may have easily, is easily accessible to them uh, through our partnerships and through our relationships with other uh, uh, businesses and professionals, we're trying to bridge that gap to to relieve uh, that disparity. So uh, to provide those resources to our students 
so that they could access this uh, distant learning. And uh, again, uh, through EMU, uh, we we're able to uh, receive 65 units to bridge that gap for 65 of our students. Um, Quicken Loans are going to provide laptops to all of our eighth graders. So, so, so that's that's going to be another 49 laptops. So uh, it's a process. It's a process because no one saw this thing coming, but you know, the support to bridge that gap is getting filled immediately, you know. And Mrs. Dawkins. I'm having some technology issues. It's going in and out for me. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can yes. hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. What were, what did you just ask me? No, so we were talking about... Um, how do we make this a more equitable experience for students within the Detroit boundaries? Oh, okay. And just to piggyback on what Mr. Brown was saying in terms of bridging the gap between the technology that our students don't have and what the suburb students have is um, looked at by on a district level. So along with our partnerships that we've had where they've stepped in to assist, our district will also be providing technology to our students in kindergarten all the way up through 12th grade. And so not only with just the hardware, they'll also be providing the um, internet as well so that they can connect because most of our students don't have internet at home. So that was also one of the issues and our students faced in getting online to attend their virtual classes. So that should be coming soon uh, by the end of June through July. And then we'll start off piloting it in our summer school program. And then we'll have to wait and see how the fall is going to turn out and what school will look like. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Something else that I noticed uh, that I would like to loft is that at Dawson, much like a lot of other schools uh, within minoritized communities where we have to uh, provide extra meals, uh, we have like a clothing closet that we provide, uh, we have community partnerships that also help uh, furnish uniforms. I know at the beginning of the year, the Brothers of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated also sponsor our back to school um, event in which they provide uniform vouchers. We've given away bikes. Uh, We provide, I know uh, I want to go ahead and shout out Councilman James Tate, who comes every single year uh, to speak to our youth because he is actually a product of that exact community where he also serves as the district representative. Uh, I also want to shout out I'm going to get in trouble with calling out names, but I do want to shout out uh, because he is the chair of the community service um, committee uh, through the Gamma Lambda chapter of Alpha Phi Alpha uh, Fraternity Incorporated, Brother Kevin Clark, uh, who also leads initiatives and makes sure the children have. And he's always going to try to go to extra measure to say, well, what about the kids getting this? Or what about the kids getting that? Or, Or he'll seek to procure the resources necessary so that children leave feeling valued. Uh, I think that's one of the things that Dawson does well, is that if you walk within our doors, even if you're a parent coming in cursing, (laughs) even if you're going off, before you leave, uh, we have had uh, a counseling session. Uh, We might have prayed for you. We might have uh, gotten you the resources or connected you with the resources that are necessary. And Mrs. Dawkins, I want to I want to uh, lift this up. And this is not something that you publicly just like put out there. But I knew someone was having uh, they knew someone who was having a challenging time and was getting ready to go through uh, what could have been a life threatening situation. And you came alongside of them. You walked them through the necessary necessary resources that was uh, needed for them to come out with with victory. And we've seen the testimonies of the victory of how your effort and your resource and your time investment has produced in their life. So I just have to lift that up and I have to just let it be known about the awesome work that's happening at Dawson. Nobody comes in the building and leaves without feeling valued. 
Mm-hmm. I can say that unequivocally to say that if you come into Dawson, whether you are a visitor, a guest, and uh, if you come in where there's been a misunderstanding, you won't leave without feeling value. Even well, if at the moment. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to add that you are a key part of that happening. You know, you do your restorative circles with not only just the students, but with staff as well. And it has helped to repair relationships or any, you know, issues that have come up is, is really worked within our community at our school. So your restorative circles, your way of speaking to students, to staff, it really does help make our community a great place to be. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Dawkins. Now that you bring that up, I have a question for you. Uh, okay. you, you know, when the idea of restorative practices first, particularly to the inner city, a lot of people had doubts about it being effective. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you all, what are some of the changes that you've seen and how we use the code of conduct and the value of restorative practices uh, at Dawson? Well, I think I think one one of the things that uh, one of the pluses of, of going through a restorative practice is just being able to uh, get in touch with uh, yourself and being able to express, you know, how you feel and, and having an opportunity to express how you feel and letting it out verbally uh, often leads to not having a physical, you know, confrontation. So being able to uh, uh, communicate how you feel. Uh, and learning how to listen effectively so that you can hear, you know, how the other person felt in the same situation and being able to put all the cards on the table and, and, you know, uh, being able to deal with it from that perspective. All right. This hurt my feelings when you said X, Y, and Z, well, you said this and this hurt my feelings and all right, I apologize. That wasn't my intention. And and being able to work through, you know, that type of issue instead of, you know, being stubborn and saying, all right, well, you feel how you feel. I feel how I feel. Let's do it. So so that teaches our students how to deal with conflict in a productive way and not always resort to becoming physical. Or just being suspended for a matter happening and not addressing the real root of the problem. And so having our restorative practice in place, it does address the real issue. And then hopefully that issue doesn't occur again. That's good. Uh, Let me ask, when we talk about the social and emotional well-being of our students, uh, particularly because we're in the midst of a crisis. Now, because uh, everybody's looking at how Governor Whitmer uh, allowed us to have, you know, gatherings of 10 or less, how we can, uh, you know, travel about and go to the stores and some stores are opening. I think that people forget that we are still amidst a crisis. This is a pandemic happening and that, you know, I don't know anybody personally that doesn't know someone or they themselves that have been impacted or affected by COVID-19. How important will the social and emotional, uh, us as educators, administrators, how important will it be for us to address the social and emotional well-being of our students post-COVID-19? I, th- I think that's going to be the foundation. I think that's going to be the foundation, you know, because when I, you know, uh, when, I, when, I, when we do resume school, uh, undoubtedly, Many of our, our our students and our staff will have been affected in some way, mm-hmm. and not having a plan to address how they've been affected will be you know in poor judgment. So uh, I think that you know uh, having the the, ment- the mental that we have in, in in addressing and making sure that we always put students first, and we want to make sure that they are safe. We want to make sure that we position them for success, and it's, it's just doing this amidst this this type of uh, uh, pandemic. Is making sure that we follow the guidelines that set forth by the CDC, 
in which uh, Governor Whitmer is following, and I'm certain that Dr. Vitti will be following as well, and, and, and no doubt about it, we'll be following those same guidelines uh, to make sure that our students are, are educated on uh, why it's important for them to follow those guidelines, because we want to make sure that they are able to complete the year. They are able to complete the educational process. They are able to go on to be successful young, uh, young people in the city of Detroit. So uh, in thinking in terms of making sure that they are safe, we have to make sure that we position them and put procedures and protocols in place that will make them stay safe and make them be able to understand what, why those uh, protocols are in place. Great. Mrs. Dawkins? Well, I know that the district is creating the plan that we will have to follow when school does resume. Um, we don't know, you know what that is yet, but I am thinking that it will be a hybrid of in-school learning and virtual learning. And um, we just have to support students, you know, the best way we can. I think that one of the things Mr. Brown has noted before is that especially our younger students, you know, they're very touchy. And so it's a different environment for them. And to be able to try to explain to them, no, you can't do this anymore. You can't hug your teacher. Um, it's going to be new for all of us. And then old habits die hard. So you know, mistakes will happen. And so I'm sure that people will still try to because it's just how we are. As Rod has noted before, how we are all huggers in our building, especially with the little kids. Absolutely. You know, they love to come and touch you. And hi, Mr. Ebron. I know you give every single student that, Mr. Ebron. So that'll be something different that we'll have to do because you can't do that anymore. So it's right. just trying to still connect with our students, but it'll look differently in the fall. So, so all that being said, we have to find a different way to make them feel connected to us right. and value and loved and appreciated. Yes. You know, what's interesting about that is uh, we as African-Americans are a communal people. Um, we as African-Americans, we, uh, it's something about when we are around each other and, and I'm generalizing here. So if somebody's listening and say, no, that's not me. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, is that when we're talking to each other, before we know it, we have thrown an elbow uh, to the other person or we have slapped them on the back or, you know, we pound or we give dap and hug and love. And it's something about that physical touch that makes us connect. So I, I, I can't wait to get uh, some solutions as it relates to that, because I know I'll be honest, some days when I'm having a very trying and challenging day, Absolutely. Go down to kindergarten just to get my bucket filled because they will just be excited to see you. And um, and I, I, it just fills my bucket. I'm sitting here thinking like, wow, you know, I'm going to miss those little hugs or, you know, they come up and hug. And uh, you got to take the pants to the suit cleaners because they've also wiped their nose. You know, they hug you and do that swipe back and forth like, oh, you got me. But <laughs> but uh I think that is it is using the the kind of the buzz um, that everybody used. I think it is essential uh, that we look for alternative ways to still be connected. Mm -hmm. um, my pastor has been saying, though we may be physically distant, uh, we don't have to be socially distant. And I know mm -hmm. when we are using the word for the nation and the world, when we talk about social distancing, we're talking about maintaining that proper six feet. So not to subvert uh, people's ideas of what social distancing is, but the message is I don't have to be far from you just because I can't physically connect with you. Yeah. Yeah. And so now here, I'm going to put you on the spot. I know you've been waiting for this because you said, oh, Lord, I'm on with Ebron. I know he's going to put me on the spot. All right. So here, I'm going to loft up. Give me your uh, top five. Top five suggestions for parents uh, to help their students uh, maintain excellence during this time of distant learning. Ready? Okay. Ms. Dawkins, shoot. Fire one. Okay. Number one, make sure your students get online and attend their virtual classes. Okay, good. Principal Brown, number two. Love 
Love your children. Show them love. Okay. Assistant Principal Dawkins, three. Assist your students with their work at home. Make sure they're doing their work and turning it in. Principal Brown, four. Hey, so, so this is one of our main things. Model. Leaders lead by example. You want, you want your children to do certain things. You want them to be educated. You want them to do their homework. Show them you reading. Show them you doing homework. Show them you doing things to better yourself. Be a leader. Lead by example. All right. And five. Assistant Principal Dawkins. Oh, I get to close it out. Yeah, close it out. Drum roll. Number five, I will say just love your kids again. I mean, Mr. Brown said it already, but that's the way that I'd like us to end it on this note. Love your kids. I mean, that's what they need to have during this time. Know that someone cares about them and they have your support. And I think that'll help, you know, lend them to having a successful year during this virtual learning. Oh, that's good. And, you know, the overall theme that I'm from uh, what you all have shared there is that the main ingredient of us being able to move forward is not just the intention of love, but it is the expression of love. Absolutely. And so love will take form and fashion to say, hey, listen, you need to get up and get online. Love will take fashion and form with just stopping. And although you believe your children know that you love them, stop, number two, and just tell them, hey, I love you. Uh, Number three, if you love me, you won't let me go below the bar of excellence. So you're going to make sure that I'm completing all of my assignments and that I'm turning them in in a timely manner. Let me address this point right here. This is a PSA. Everybody keeps asking the question, will this this work that my student is completing, will it count towards grades? Let me tell you what it counts for. It counts for their progressive learning towards their future. Going to school and learning is not just about getting a grade. It is about obtaining information. It is a, a life strategy. Formal education is a life strategy. The results of that formal education will be totally dictated by parental involvement. I'm talking to you as a parent first, as a educator second. The quality of my children's future is based upon my involvement in their education because they'll get out of it what it is that I require from them. Why do some people have one experience in, in the same environment and somebody else has a different? It is their level of involvement. Okay, now back to this point. The expression of love will always meet the need. It will always meet the need. And if you love them, that whole idea of do as I say, not as I do, that's out the window. Actually, it has always been out the window. <laughs> but we like to believe for some reason that uh, that we, as our parents said, they actually did. Well, we did do what they say while they were present. And then when they were not present, we did exactly what they did. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, that we operate in such a motive of love uh, that it cultivates our children's inner potential. If you ever want to see grow, see a seed grow, all you have to do is love it. Uh, you know, the study talks about plants, plants that you talk to cultivate a healthy uh, relationship with that they grow. If that works for plants, what will it do for humans? Affirm them, speak words of life to them, uh, allow them to make mistakes. The only safe environment for children to make mistakes, it should be at home and at school. Those are the two central environments. And so guess what? I can hear Mr. Brown in a staff meeting saying, you know what? Hey, listen, it is not about perfection. It is about progress. We're going to get there. And so um, we're nearing the end of our interview. But I want uh, to give you all a brief second, Mr. Brown and and, uh, Mrs. Dawkins. People have been hearing about Dawson Elementary Middle School. how can they get in touch with us? How can what uh, what we have going on? Where can they reach us? So, I think the easy place easy place to start, of course, we have our phone number is three one three eight six six nine three nine zero. But uh, 
to, to learn more about Dawson, you can go to DetroitK12.org forward slash Dawson, D-O-S-S-I-N. And everything that we do at Dawson can be found on our Dawson webpage. Uh, my email address, Ms. Dawkins' email address. My email address is K-U-R-T-I-S dot B-R-O-W-N at DetroitK12.org. And Ms. Dawkins is Kimberly.Dawkins at DetroitK12.org as well. So um, those are the uh, main ways in which you can contact us and learn more about Dawson. Excellent. And so I want to go ahead. I'm going to need some help here. But in the five minutes that we have left, I want to shout our staff out. So we'll start at kindergarten. Big shout out to Mrs. Cynthia Boyce and to Mr. Allison O'Hara. I don't I didn't I didn't know Mrs. O'Hara's first name was Allison, but that's yeah. good. Yeah. And I know she's retiring this year. So a big congratulations to her for her years of service. Great job, great job. First grade. We have Mrs. Jacqueline Kirk and Mrs. Diane. Watch your show. Yeah, I say Q. Mrs. <laughs> Q. All right. Second grade. We have Mrs. Rosalind Oliver. And we have Mrs. Lynch. Linda Lynch. Linda Lynch. All right. Shout out to Mrs. Lynch. And uh, third grade, we have you guys, Mrs. Uh, Miss Anise, Anisa yes, Bowden mm-hmm. and Mrs. Althea Buckner. Buckner. Okay. I, I got, I'm trying to get these first names in there. All right. I, I don't know your first name. All, I, that I got well. <laughs> All right. But I know your last name. Fourth grade, we My have Green. Sharita yeah, Watkins. I'd like to say that her last name is Green Elba. Right? Right. <laughs> yeah, right. And Mrs. Watkins, whose birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday, all right, all right. Mrs. Watkins. Make it big. Oh, yeah. Sixth grade. Well, fifth grade. I'm sorry. Let's go. I can't forget our, our master, Mrs. Brenda Howard. Shout out. Uh, Mrs. Montgomery. Yeah, bro. And Mrs. Yep, Miss Jenkins. Yes. All right, cool. Now rounding into our middle school. You know how I start the middle school, brother. I just started the hallway. All right. <laughs> Shout out to our science teacher, Mr. Ruben Wiley, better known as Brother Wiley. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to Mr. J.P. Harold, better known as Brother Harold. Mm-hmm. Shout out to uh, Mr. McAdoo. Tyrone McAdoo. I was laughing. I call him Big Mac, but I also think about that Erica Badu song. You better call. <laughs> right? Call him. And so, uh, <laughs> and shout out to, this guy has an amazing first name. He has an oh, amazing wow. first name. <laughs> Mr. Andre Floyd. Shout out, Mr. Floyd. Woo-hoo. Uh, then shout out to Miss Ruby Richard. And then last but definitely not least, shout out to Mr. Kevin Clark, Brother Clark. Shout out. Shout out. All right. Now let's hit the staff. Ready? Go. You said hit who? The support staff. So no, we, we got, we got a couple more teachers. We got Mr. Nathaniel Whitsett in PAE. Yeah, Coach Nate. We got T.B.R. Patterson in PAE. Right. Yes, sir. Mar Phillips in music. Yes, music. Absolutely. Ms. Blake, Ms. Aubin. We have Ms. Tanya Blake as, a, as an elementary resource, resource teacher. Resource. And Susan Aubin as the middle school, middle school resource. resource teacher. And we have yes, Ms. Lori McCauley as our MyKai teacher. Yes. So for, right. for our support staff, we have our AIs. We have Demetria Davis. We have Janae Sparks. All right. And we have Ms. Parham. Darlisha. Darlisha. Darlisha Parham. Okay. So for our uh uh Ed, what 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 what's Ms. the Lots. Yep, Miss Lots. Is Miss Brenda Lots. We have uh Denise Solly and we have uh Miss Shirley Thomas. Yes, sir. And we have people oh. in our building that have been there like 20 plus years. Yes. Miss mm-hmm. Miss Thomas, Miss Sally, Miss Blake, Miss um, Blake. I believe those three. 
mm-hmm. have, have been exhausted. So, so, so one, of, one of the things I, I want you to, to highlight, Mr. Uh, Ebron, is that yes, uh, in, 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 in announcing all of the staff, you named at least 10 black men. Absolutely. So in, in, in the field of education, African-American males make up about 2%. 2%. 2%. And about 40 plus percent of our staff is African-American male, right? Uh, Particularly in that middle school range, every teacher with the exception of one is a male, an African-American male for our middle school staff. That's right. All right. Well, listen, our time is far spent, but I definitely wanted to get a shout out with you guys. And we're going to conclude. First of all, thank you all for being our guest. Mr. Ebron, I can't, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We still got three more people to announce. Okay, shout them out real quick. Brian Cheney. Brian Cheney, counselor. Michelle Cheney. Michelle Cheney. And Lathea Horton. If you got on this, I mentioned Miss Horton. And Miss Edwards. And, uh, and Miss Edwards. And Miss Stokes. And Miss True. And Miss Truth. Oh, yeah, that's my. Ooh. Oh, man, you saved me. All right. So I'm going to finish this out real quick. Your future is not behind you. It is not before you. It is within you. Thank you all for being my guest. God bless you. Good night. Peace. Good night.